Welcome. You are listening to the Retirement Lifestyle Show with Roshan Lungani, Eric Olson, and Adrian Nicholson. This show is an exploration of ideas to help you work toward your ideal retirement. Get ready for the financial independence of your dreams. Welcome to the Retirement Lifestyle Show. I'm your co-host, Roshan Lungani, here with Adrian Nicholson. We have another great episode for you today. Adrian, how are you doing? Still in weekend mode right now since we're recording on a Monday. So I'm just trying to have some coffee, just get into the flow of it and looking forward to tackling this week with you, Roshan. Uh, yeah, it was a good good weekend of football um, for me. The uh, Commanders and Ravens both won again, so they're both 2-0. and How about you? Did you uh, enjoy some of the games? Yeah, I enjoyed some of the games on Sunday. Uh, still was recovering a little bit because I went out with some of my friends in Georgetown the Saturday before. So that was a fun time. So I'm just trying to get my mind back into the work mode, get my mind back into the podcast mode and getting ready to go. Oh, that sounds sounds like a good weekend. Let's jump right into it. We've got a great topic today. We're recording this before the Fed uh, meeting this week. And there's been a lot of talk of uh, rate hikes or whether they'll pause this time and you know, raise rates later, or whether they're going to pause permanently. Uh, today, we're going to discuss the impact of the rate hikes, uh, the impact that the rate hikes have had on you, how they'll impact your financial life, corporations, and so on. Adrian, why don't you start us start us off? Yeah, I'd be happy to. And I'll just point out, just interest rates is on top of mind for everybody right now. It's, it could be painful for some. Some other people might be finding this as an opportunity as well. And I think what's interesting is what the Fed uh, points out. I think they have two focuses, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Roshan, but it's uh, price stability and employment, right? That's their their main focus, nothing else. Yes, correct. Yeah, so that's just the biggest thing they want to do is just combat inflation with price stability and obviously not do anything to really disrupt the labor market as well. So that is really the framework or pulling back the curtains on the Fed on why they have been raking, uh, hiking interest rates as fast as they've been been doing. And it's just been trickling its way through the markets, the economy, because again, you it impacts a lot of different areas, almost all areas when it comes to finance as well. So um, the first thing I guess I will talk about with this and how it impacts individuals is on the, the household level, your, your balance sheets, your spending day to day is really impacted with higher interest rates, whether it impacting your liabilities like credit cards, car loans, or or your mortgage, or what you're getting at far as your rate on in your bank account. So that's why I'd probably want to start us off today, Roshan. Yeah. And what's what's interesting about this, let's let's look at the bank account one first, which also affects uh bond rates if you're if you're an investor, is and we've gone through um, gosh, over a decade of low interest rates, where and, and you know pre you know after the pandemic with all the stimulus, even lower. But in general, the last decade we've had low interest rates. That meant that you could borrow money for a mortgage relatively cheap from a historical standpoint. You could borrow money from for from you get loans in general, car loans, all those at historically low low rates. Uh, so uh, on the consumption side of it, it was a positive. The negative were on the savers, 
because they really couldn't get great rates on on bonds before or CDs. You know, those tend to be the the safer side of the investment world versus the stocks or the equities. So by not being able to get good rates there, it forced them into into stocks. Well, now you can get uh, you know, treasury bonds, short-term treasury bonds yielding 5%. This is a great time when I mention uh, a specific investment to say, uh, please consult your advisor. This is not investment advice. We are here simply sharing information with you uh, just so you can think about it, do some research on your own. But going back to the, to the point, uh, initially, you really didn't have an alternative before if you were, you were looking for rates uh, you know, above, you know, like one, percent uh, than going into some of these equity investments, whereas now you've got an opportunity to choose, right? Do you want to go into, into uh, stocks, bonds, CDs, and they are returning more? So it is a different, different market environment. Yeah, exactly. And just the individual just needs to be aware what's out there and just and plan ahead too, because like I mentioned, balance sheets on the household level are being impacted right now compared to, let's just say, a couple of years back where interest rates really weren't eating away, but now they are. And depending on how high they are for how long, that's just something that you're going to have to plan for and, and make note of. Because again, let's just say you have a lot of liabilities with high rates, that's going to impact you. And if you're not a saver, you might not be able to capitalize on these better rates that are given out. But if you're on the other end, if you are a big saver, check to see what rates you're getting right now, because right now there are, they're a lot higher than they used to be. And if you're not capitalizing that as well, you might be missing out on an opportunity and compounded that can make a real difference for some people. Yeah, it definitely can. When you look at that over the over the long term, the impact is huge. Mm -hmm. And now we touched on a little bit before, but we can dive a little bit deeper because one thing that comes to top of mind when people when we talk about higher interest rates are our mortgages right now, how that may impact the housing market, what that may look like, and just on the just the quick response to that is higher rates mean people are going to be paying more for the mortgages, which makes a uh, really big impact on people because this is some of the biggest purchases some people may make in their entire lives. Yeah, it, it changes things a lot, right? Where you're looking at the interest rate essentially has doubled on the mortgage mm -hmm. in the last year and a half. So on a $100,000 loan a year and a half ago, let's just say you got three and a half percent interest per 100,000, that's $3,500 in interest. Well, now you're looking at, let's say, seven and a half almost. So now that 3,500, which was you know, about 300 a month, is now 7,500 on that $100,000. And this is just the, uh, the interest. So you went from paying about $300 a month to about 625 a month on interest per 100,000. Mm -hmm. So that's especially the higher the loan balances, the higher the interest rate, it, it's, it makes a huge difference. We've had clients that have put home searches on hold because of it, uh, and I've also I've also seen people who were thinking about selling their home um, that have have changed their mind, right? Just because not not just because, uh, um, partly because they were you know selling to buy, but also just the thought that 
they've got this mortgage that's like 3% and you're not going to be able to get a loan at a rate that low, does it make more sense to rent the property out than to sell it? What's the better investment? So it's, it really has had a huge impact on on housing. Mm, that's an interesting uh, like idea or just an avenue people can explore that renting option as well. Because the term I found that people have, if they're like in their home and they have these low low rate mortgages, they call it the golden handcuffs. But there's an opportunity out there where you can just capitalize if you you rent it as well. That's just something else where you can just generate some income from the property as well. But I definitely understand the. The impact that high rates have where you don't want to take on a mortgage amount that's doubled when you're just paying at these low rates right now, which, again, some of the biggest purchases people make, it's something that can really impact somebody's plan. Yeah, it's it's uh, you mentioned one of the biggest purchases. That's one of the biggest uh, bills that people have a month, their their mortgage. And if you're talking about the the cost doubling. And now housing uh, overall nationally, I believe the the numbers have declined a little bit, but nowhere near enough to to uh, offset that higher interest rates. I mean, I just showed with the rough math uh, about the interest rate doubling. Well, in theory, then you need housing prices to cut in half to offset that, and that's not going that's not going to happen. And you know, from a buyer's perspective, that's a difficult part. If you already own the house, you obviously do not want your house value to be cut in half, that'd be devastating for the overall overall economy. Mm-hmm. So I think what you're just seeing are some some uh, what I'd call natural market reactions uh, to this. One of them being, I saw an article last week in the Wall Street Journal about a firm that specializes in helping people assume mortgages. So that means rather than getting a mortgage at the current rate, you can assume the mortgage of the person that's selling. Only certain mortgages apply and this whole this company's whole business is trying to figure out which in which instances does it apply and helping the buyer get that. But if you're able to do that to assume that loan, maybe you can get a three percent or three and a half percent interest rate in this seven, seven and a half percent interest rate environment. Mm-hmm. So it makes a huge difference. I've reached out to a mortgage person, but I haven't got confirmation. But I was recently speaking to uh a client that was looking into uh, you know their own housing situation they said how a mortgage person had mentioned a uh interest only loan uh and you know I haven't really heard much about those loans since uh 08 you know since the, the housing crisis so I want to do some research to to see in general um uh it, that's probably not a good idea to do an interest only loan Everyone's situation is different, so researching researching it can, can't hurt. And as as we said earlier, this is an invite investment advice. We're speaking in general terms, so even with your housing, we're just speaking in general terms here. But I'm starting to you know we're starting to see the the mortgage industry react to this higher interest rate environment with some options that'll help buyers get in. And there is in the back of my mind, I'm a little concerned. Cons- Thinking about what happened to 08 and 09, but I don't. I don't think we're entering that kind of situation. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess there's one thing to point out as well, which I believe sometimes just gets missed, where where you're talking about higher interest rates with housing, people are like higher mortgages. But one thing too that is central when I think it comes to real estate is just it's going to be varied by location. I mean, that's just the name of the game when it comes to real estate: location, 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 and 
Some areas might get affected from others. Some might have some supply chain issues or supply issues. Some may not. I mean, that's also something that you have to think about as well, where you're going to live, where you're trying to sell. So that's also something too that people have to keep an eye on as well, rather than just focusing solely on how much you're going to be paying on a month to month basis. And in some instances, you don't have the flexibility to, to, to wait it out or decide, you know, recently we had a client that got a great job opportunity. So she moved, right? You can't, can't stay in the same house. If you, if you've got to move, uh, in her case, it was about five hours away. Uh, so you can't stay in the same house. You've got to address it. So people will have to move in some cases and need to make some of these decisions on whether they sell their existing place if they own it versus renting it, whether they rent, keep the existing place and rent it out, whether they can afford to do so. So the housing market has definitely been impacted very significantly by these rate hikes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll just throw out another one that interest rates has impacted as well that I actually haven't been focusing too much on, but um, student loans as well. When people think of student loans, they think of all the debt that's already out there, but for existing uh, federal student loans as well, that's something to make note of as well, where um, in the school year for 2023 and 2024, they're going to be facing some of the highest interest rates and almost over a decade as well. So that's something else that people need to think about on the, the household level as well. You really, you really want to take on these high rates with such a huge balance when it comes to this. I, I know it's really hard and could be a difficult subject to, to tackle too, but that's also something that people need to make note of or plan ahead for as well if interest rates are going to stay this higher for longer. Yeah, and yeah, I, I know this isn't necessarily this isn't our topic for today. But on the other side of this, student loans are the people who have them. The fact that payments are going to start soon. Mm-hmm. Now that it doesn't fit in our interest rate conversation, where I think it does though is the fact that I think the Fed will need to consider that as well when they're having their uh, discussion on whether they're raising rates or not at this upcoming meeting. Yeah, great point. With the consumer, we talked about savings rates going up, mortgage rates going up, and borrowing in general, whether that's you know, credit cards, auto loans, you name it, those costs going up. Are you seeing anything else that is impacting the consumer? So I guess we'll kind of, uh, we touched on this a little bit, but people that are currently living on a fixed income as well are very concerned about inflation. And we talked about it earlier, how now they're getting higher rates on uh, money market funds, CDs just savings in their bank account too. So that's something else that um, I'm just going to make note of as well that is, I guess, beneficial in this way as well, where if you're really concerned about inflation, you are having better rates out there where you can at least keep up without having to take on that extra risk to your portfolio for somebody that doesn't feel comfortable doing that. For sure, right? You can get income that you couldn't get for the last decade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely beneficial because, again, inflation is just very concerning because it just really impacts people's balance sheets on the household level. So being able to keep up with it without taking on risk is uh, it's a win situation. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Uh, anything else on the consumer side before we move on? Uh, that's all I had on the con- consumer side. What section do you want to go to next, Roshan? Let's go into companies, uh, companies that are out there that are uh, borrowing money or uh, things they can invest in. With 
well, and I even said borrowing money. Oftentimes, you'll see companies will take out a loans and then they'll refinance, right? They won't. They won't. They'll issue new bonds to pay off the old ones. So companies that have a lot of debt, if you're looking at them from an investment uh, perspective, I think it's something you've got to consider. When when's the debt maturing? What kind of what kind of rates do they have? And what are management? What's management doing? I actually was looking into this company last week that I ended up passing on. Uh, and I, I just didn't understand what management was doing. One thing was in part to, uh, part to their, their debt. They issued stock two years ago to pay off debt that wasn't maturing for another three to five years. That debt was at like 2% interest. And then they went and issued more debt last year. So why why are you selling shares to pay off low interest rate debt it doesn't that that doesn't make sense and then on the other hand if you're issuing more debt anyway why wouldn't you issue debt to pay off the i'm sorry issue yes issue more debt if you wanted to pay off that but why prepay something at 2% to get a new loan at 5 it just it just didn't make didn't make any sense to me uh how this applies here or I was looking at that company's debt schedule and trying to understand what they what what their debts were and what they were doing, which is how I how I came across this. But you've got to look at that for any uh, I think investment or, or firm you're investing in. Not only what rates are they paying, but when are their debts maturing? Are they going to be paying off that debt with cash flow? Or are they going to be issuing new debt? And if they're issuing new debt, how's that higher interest rate going to going to impact them? You know, some companies are so big where, uh, and the debt as a, um, uh, the debt to equity is so low that even issuing new debt to pay off, you know, at, at five and 6% to pay off 2% or 3% debt has a negligible impact on other companies that increase, uh, in interest rate could risk their solvency, right? They could, mm-hmm. they, they might just not be able to afford it. So I think that's, that's for existing debt, right? Making sure you understand that as an, as an investor, mm-hmm. uh, anything to add on well, that? Adrian? What you're bringing up is extremely important because this ultimately impacts the company's profitability. The companies that are going to be most strategic about this now with how high interest rates are is going to be vital to investors return profitability, just overall just growing as a business. And that's why it's important than ever just to do your research and look at companies' balance sheets, look at their management, seeing what they're doing, because if they're headed in the wrong direction, that's where you have to make a decision whether or not this is something that you should just continue to pursue or not. So that's just something that is important compared to a couple of years back where interest rates were low, where that wasn't really a main concern on impacting companies' profitability. And just Having the uh, solvency, which you just brought up, is is crucial as well because just having more money available just helps companies grow. They can invest in new ideas, be more innovative when it comes to research, development, whatever it may be, and just grow more as as well. And being able to hire as well, just being in the best position just to continue in this environment is crucial for companies right now because with higher interest rates, it does you know, filter out some companies that took advantage of, let's just say, a lower interest rate environment and were able to just to grow because there's cheaper money out there. Yeah, that that's a, another very good point of it. I was talking about existing debt 
And what you're describing is taking on debt for new investment opportunities. Mm -hmm. And And then with rates being higher, it's, it's more expensive. So there may be opportunities that you don't think will, uh, return enough that companies will pass on. Mm -hmm. And also too, it's going to be very industry and sector focused as well, because interest rates impact different industries and sectors differently. And when it comes to also what kind of products and services as well do these companies provide? Because when it comes to this Fed meeting as well, when it comes to higher interest rates, there's always that looming question in the background, is there a recession on the horizon? And when that is talked about, companies really need to see are the products and services going to be able to withstand whatever the future may be. I mean, that's something else that you need to take a look at as well, where if a recession does happen or there's just a overall slowdown in the economy, how's that going to impact the companies that you own? How's that going to impact what you're investing in right now? This is all things you need to consider because some companies may be strategic right now and doing all those things that you pointed out, Roshan, that are comes to structuring their finance, which will help them when times get tough. But if companies aren't doing that, if management's not focusing on that, that could be a real problem for some people out there. Yeah, I think it these these rates, um, I was going to say add a factor. I wouldn't necessarily say it's adding it. I think this is something you look at in all environments. Mm-hmm. What it does, though, is it makes it more important because the overall impact of it is higher. And by it, I mean just the cost of debt, the cost of refinancing debt, how in existing debt will be handled as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a, a great point. Just the interest that companies are paying right now, just capitalize it or just figure out a way to just reduce that. Just uh, just add something else that'll help you out in the long run. Yeah. Uh, next on the list, we had commercial real estate. Um, and this has been talked about a lot in regards to the banking uh as well. So yeah. you're thinking back, you know, we've got episodes on the banking crisis that you can that you can check out where we where we discuss uh the banks, but the concern is these uh particularly office buildings that a lot of them are companies don't don't need them or aren't using them like they used to because people are working from home and the commercial real estate uh, you know, those office buildings are priced based on rental income. Mm. So if leases are up and the buildings are starting to be to, to be become vacant, their value drops right away. And typically with these commercial loans, uh, what the, the landlord of these of these properties do is they take out a loan and they've got to refinance. it. Uh, usually they refinance it every I believe it's 10 years. Mm. So it's either five to 10 years they refinance it. So on this cycle coming up when it's time to refinance their interest rates are going to go up double uh and on these loans and if the value of the building has gone down they may not be able to support the loan yeah they may may not, not only not have the rental income but the value of the building may just have declined so they can't get approved for that kind of loan yeah i have two stats for you too on commercial real estate and um i'll just reading off the stats and then you can give me your take on them. The first one is that over a trillion dollars in commercial property loans will come due by the end of 2025. And I think that can just really have an impact as well on property owners. What do you think about that one? I'll get into the second one. A trillion dollars. That's just a massive number. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And then the last that I have on here is the Mortgage Bankers Association 
predicts that commercial property lending will have fallen 38% by the end of 2023 compared to last year, 2022. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised, right? Just mm-hmm. we talked about the rates going up, uh, doubling, right? So it's just an, an opportunity that would have been profitable uh, or maybe narrowly profitable before that uh, that someone would would give a shot on, they just won't now because the numbers won't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I definitely agree with that one, Roshan. Excellent. Uh, with the commercial, I t- did touch on the uh, banking as well with the commercial real estate, but that that's just another thing to to consider and think about. Now, I've done extensive research in this in this area and. A lot of the banks and the bank- bankers are speaking you know, very, very rationally, as would, as would be expected, saying that if they have existing loans, they want to work, they'll work with the borrowers, which makes sense. They're bankers. They're not, uh, they're not commercial real estate firms. They just lend the money. They don't want to take over a building. So that's another factor to consider. Even though rates have gone up, they may be able to negotiate with the bank the uh, other side of that, though, is now banks are paying higher to their depositors, higher cost of their depositors. So if they're going to negotiate, they at least want are going to want to turn a profit. So it's got to be higher than their than their cost of capital. Yeah, I mean that's just something else that you have to look at for uh, banks as well, where you know the rates are going higher out, so that's beneficial for their lending, but they also have to pay a lot more to the money that they're borrowing with depositors as well. So you have to look at both ends on that one. Yeah, you definitely, definitely do. So that from an investment perspective is something to uh, make sure you take note of if you're looking into that space. That's also why a lot of these um, real estate investment trusts have have declined so much in value is because of, you know, if you have less on the revenue side in the form of less uh, tenants, Mm -hmm. uh, and then you have a possible increase on your cost side with higher costs for your debt that's not not a good equation for for an existing business yeah and i guess too going back to what we touched on uh the housing market as well too is uh just location is another factor here and just is the trend going to be people are going to continue to go back into office as well i mean that's something that was significantly impacted this sector back in 2020 so that's also other factors that are going to be at play here to see if it's going to be profitable in the future. Yeah, that's for sure. That is definitely, definitely the case. Uh, we have one last category, I believe, Adrian, unless you've got uh, another one on there. The one I've got on the list is the government, mm-hmm. right? And that's an interesting one, specifically with their their cost and the government's cost for their, for their debt. I was looking at um, uh, a few numbers and, and stats on there. But there was a number by the Congressional Budget Office, and then I, I've got one from the um, uh, the Treasury Department. The Treasury Department's number is that it was eight hundred eight billion as of August twenty twenty three to maintain the government debt, and the number from the Congressional Budget Office was that you know in twenty twenty one it was under four hundred billion, and in, 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 we're talking interest right now, mm-hmm. right? So that's a doubling of of the interest uh, for the government, and the the debt is now fifteen percent of of uh, total federal spending, right? So the the concern on on one end is is 
could the government go go broke, so to speak? And the fact that they can issue debt makes that scenario unlikely. The other um, piece or the other side of it that you'd want to look at or add or consider as you go into this is with the Fed rate hikes. This is the argument that many people are making that the Fed will have to cut rates as soon as they can. Now, as soon as they can is um, is up to debate. But the argument is that they have to, to cut the rates because the debt is just so high that the, you're risking uh, the government not being able to function. So do you think there should be like a third point then? Um, the Fed should talk about focusing on, we need to focus on price stability, we need to focus on employment, and we need to focus on the government debt. Yeah, well, you know, that's the, the whole, the whole uh, thing with the Fed is they're supposed to not be concerned about that and yeah, also exactly. not, be, not be political. But how, uh, uh, theoretically, I understand that, but in the real world, can they actually do that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and I, I, I think that's unlikely. Yeah, I mean, just the interest, I think we broke it down on a previous episode, but I have to run the numbers again, but just look at the interest that the government pays on a household level like per individual, and the number can be pretty surprising out there. So, I mean, it's definitely something that people need to monitor, but it is just so much. Yeah, that it's it's huge. And th- this is where, um, uh, you know, you've got, People that'll say stuff like we we definitely need a change, or this was the argument that uh a lot of the crypto uh people were having that that you know we need uh, a non fiat currency out there, so there uh, something needs to be done, who knows what um, um, what that's going to be, but something needs to be done at some point, and right now it's not the top priority with the the focus still being on inflation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fight against inflation definitely is top of mind. And we didn't get the greatest data. I think it was like a week ago, two weeks ago. It looked like it was trending in the in the wrong direction, but it would be interesting to see what the next report may be. With inflation, yeah, it could be. Uh, and Adrian, you're referring to August inflation numbers that came out a little bit hotter than expected, but hopefully that will be a one-time uh, a one-time data point that's not on on trend, and it mm-hmm. gets back gets back down after that. Yeah, the I next agree. Next month's number. Excellent. So for everyone listening, we hope you found this helpful, sharing with you how interest rates being higher for longer will impact you. Please like, subscribe, give us five stars, tell your friends and family, and we'll be back next week for uh, another episode of the Retirement Lifestyle Show. Take control and achieve your goals. Schedule a conversation with Roshan, Adrian, or Eric today at retirementlifestyleshow.com. Roshan and Eric are certified financial planner practitioners. They, along with Adrian, are investment advisor representatives and serve clients across the U.S. with financial planning and investment advice through RTA Wealth. If you found this show helpful, gain knowledge, or enjoy the time you spent with us, tell your friends and leave us a five-star review. This will help others discover the show. To access our show notes, to download any of the tools mentioned in today's podcast, to ask us a question or to schedule a conversation, go to retirementlifestyleshow.com. All opinions expressed by podcast hosts and guests are solely their own. 
While based on information they believe is reliable, neither Arate Wealth nor its affiliates warrants its completeness or accuracy, nor do their opinions reflect the opinion of Arate Wealth. This podcast is for general informational purposes only and should not be regarded as specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Before making any decisions, consult a professional. The show hosts offer investment advice through Arate Wealth Advisors, LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor, and securities through Arate Wealth Management, LLC, member FEMRA, SIPC, and NFA. Finally, our music is The Chance by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. It's part of the YouTube Audio Library and it's licensed under a Creative Commons license. I am Ray Voices. Thank you for listening.